0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, December the 1st, 2020. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going?
1: Uh, hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Happy belated Thanksgiving to anybody. I'm sure that we'll get more into it on top of the crock this week. But I spent uh, the Thanksgiving holiday down in Tennessee, uh, just a little bit outside Knoxville, where everybody is a huge University of Tennessee fan. Like, it's crazy, you know, SEC fanaticism down there. And <clears throat> I, being the good guess... Did not uh, bring up um, how terrible I think college sports are. Although I thought about it almost constantly, because like everyone's always wearing their like Tennessee football shirts or whatever. And, you know, I just I kept having these visions in my head of the, you know, kind of stereotypical huge fight at like boyfriend comes down from the north and starts a huge flight fight at Thanksgiving, but it's not over politics, it's it's just about college oh, athletes.
0: College football.
1: College football.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's what I hear. I hear that the South is really fucking serious about their college football. Yeah. And I like watched... I just
1: stopped myself so many times from being like, Well, the coronavirus pandemic sure has Shown an ugly light on how you know state universities rely on unpaid child labor to fund their <laughs> you know institutions but i like i didn't say that so anyway
0: thanksgiving hot take from the new boyfriend
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh you know i guess my hot take is patting myself on the back for not ruining yeah. thanksgiving
0: congratulations. I was a little surprised. I watched Oregon play Oregon State this weekend and they lost 41-38. It was a pretty big upset. I was obviously, you know, not happy, but I wasn't as desolate as one would think, if that makes any sense. Right. Because I was kind of like, A, we weren't that good to begin with, and B, nobody should really be playing sports right now anyways. Right. Where is the...
1: That's the way I felt about the entire baseball season.
0: Right. It doesn't matter anyways. Right. Exactly right. Uh, My name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take... White Sox manager Tony LaLusa continues to be in the news because of his DUI. I was reading about him. I think that Tony LaLusa is the most likely MLB manager to get punked by Borat. Yeah. Uh, We talked about this, I think it was two weeks ago, where after he got his DUI and he's trying to get his way out of his ticket, He says that he's just coming from a major meeting with the quote-unquote California Angels. What was it? California Angels Baseball Organization? Yep. Uh, And then more details have come out about his arrest in February, February 24th, after he pleaded guilty. I just just read this, and I have to remind myself. This is after LaRusso pleaded guilty in 2007, to DUI charge in Jupiter, Florida, per Chicago Sun-Times, uh, a witness called police February 24th to report a vehicle swerving across all lanes of a highway in Arizona. The witness said the vehicle hit a curb and had begun to smoke before coming to a stop. The officer found the vehicle, which was a gray Lexus RX350. Like, what are you doing, man? Right. Second, second thought about this. You you mentioned this earlier. Giuliani could make Rudy Giuliani could make a second career for himself if he stays out of prison, representing Major League Baseball as an attorney.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> right. Flip side to that, Tony La Russa could have a lucrative career. Joining the Trump campaign elite strike force of lawyers because, like, he literally couldn't do a worse job than they're doing right now.
0: Right. And then they also hire a lawyer who just turns out to be Borat. Right. Yeah, exactly.
1: He's like I got a <laughs> crack European legal expert. That's just <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen as Borat.
0: <laughs> he goes on CNN and whatever everybody else and all the all the media guys are like, uh, that's just for that." <laughs> <laughs> but they don't say anything. They just want to see where this goes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, new new uh, Trump legal team, Tony Loosan, <laughs> Borat. Right, and
1: <clears throat> yeah, and you know that like after this whole uh, election recount thing is comes to a conclusion, Giuliani is going to head up the the strike force that's going to try to shove Kurt Schilling into the Hall of Fame.
0: Right, <clears throat> there's definitely legal things going on with that, or and or he's going to be Schilling's campaign manager for Senator of Massachusetts or whatever the fuck.
1: Right. No, Kurt Schilling's not welcome in New England anymore, actually.
0: That's good. He does what? Where did he live, do you know?
1: Well, he started a... He got, like, a ton of public money from the state of Rhode Island to start a... Like, Uh, when he retired from baseball, he started a... Um uh like video game company huh. and he got a ton of money, public money from the state of Rhode Island to start it there, and it went bankrupt almost immediately and never produced anything and and it's like, but you know that that's how Kurt Schilling got radicalized, right was like on the message boards of like the halo community, you know what I mean
0: oh, right, like those slash on reddit
1: Halo. Right, or just, like, you know, the chat. Because mm-hmm. that, that's, like, I don't know if you've ever, like, put one of those earpieces on to play video games, but it's, okay. like, there's a whole lot of white supremacy there, you know?
0: Right, you're just thinking of that scene from uh, Avengers. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so are being mean to me again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the person on the other end of that was Kurt Schilling, definitely. Yeah.
0: Kurt Schilling's handle on Call of Duty is Noob69. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hey, shout out to everybody who listened to us two weeks ago. We took last week off for Thanksgiving. You know, it's the off season, so I'm sure you understand. Uh, we had two episodes last season. We talked about the world of competitive Chinese pigeon racing. So if you're interested in that, check it out. We also talked about Steve Cohen. We will talk about him again some someday. We're not done with the... I latency. actually I have okay. a theory
1: about him that we'll talk about today.
0: Okay, good. I'm excited yeah. about it. Because he's been moving and shaking in the baseball world. Special shout out to Geneva, New York of the Finger Lakes region. So I'm assuming... It's either Jesse or one of his compatriots. Jesse stole somebody's phone. Um, I learned today that Geneva is the lake trout capital of the world. And it's also the home of the early 2000s hip-hop group, Jim Class Hewitts. Right. If you remember that.
1: Yeah. Also, so- isn't that the uh, where they hammered out the international laws of war crimes?
0: Uh I think that was the other Geneva.
1: There's more than one Geneva?
0: Yeah, there is a ton of Geneva. <laughs> there's a ton of Geneva. Just Google Geneva. There's so many of them. <clears> Geneva, <throat> Illinois, there's a Geneva, Massachusetts. It's all the, you know, Swiss immigrants from the mid eighteen hundreds coming in. Right. Yeah. Anyway, thanks to everybody who's been listening. Please keep listening. Subscribe on Apple iTunes rate review. Uh, steal your phone your friend's phone and subscribe for them yeah you can also follow us on twitter facebook instagram soundcloud spotify yeah. we're all, all about
1: juke our stats like
0: Trying to. if
1: you want to sign us up for like you know our podcast up for russian sex bot spamming then like we're down for that too
0: yeah we're like nigerian print scams right
1: Put us on the Donald Trump 2024 campaign,
0: like, email list. Right. Get Rudy Giuliani to subscribe to the podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, if we could get a retweet from Rudy Giuliani, that'd be amazing.
0: (laughs) We'll get on that. All right. (laughs) Okay. um, Let's talk some baseball.
1: Okay. Yeah. go Moving into the headlines. Moving right along. All right. Last week, the New York Daily News, a fine publication, uh, reported that the Philadelphia Phillies lost $2 billion in 2020, meaning that they would need to cut back on spending during free agency and likely not, sign, not re-sign uh, star catcher JT, JT Realmuto. This number turned out to be false, as Forbes.com rightly pointed out that the entire Phillies' organization is worth about 2 billion dollars total. And that amount of money lost at that the amount of money lost is probably closer to 145 million dollars. <throat> this number is pretty typical probably of most major league teams in 2020 and as reported by Craig Edwards of fangraphs.com, it also seems likely that quote, MLB made roughly as much on television deals as it would have in a normal season and that those figures alone paid for player prorated salaries. He also points out that the Atlanta Braves reported a decrease of expenses of $146 million in 2020, which is not the same as a loss. So the question to you, Joel, is when was the last time that the New York Daily News bothered employing a fact checker.
0: So, Sam, I think you make fun of me a lot about this because I keep sending our group text articles from New York Daily News right. because somehow that's become my number one news source in my life. Yeah. My favorite thing about New York Daily News is when they report some kind of grisly murder and I'm, I read it and I go, oh, my God, that's terrible. And it turns out it happened in Miami in 2016 or something like that. Right. And so i like, New York Daily News, that is neither New York nor Daily nor News. Right. None of the above. Like, your name does not apply. Um, so I, I don't have that high standards for New York Daily News. In this context, I think they were just, the Phillies were feeding them a bunch of bullshit. News. Yeah swallowed it without
1: asking. Right, no, totally. And I feel like the uh I feel like the New York Daily News was the ones that were reporting that um uh What's his name? Gritty was not on the field celebrating with his teammates when the Dodgers won the World Series. Uh,
0: Justin Turner. When, yeah, they're like, oh yeah,
1: Justin I mean, Turner's I mean, not on the field celebrating. Meanwhile, he's like uh, <laughs> on camera on national television. <laughs>
0: we, we can all <laughs> like <lose. laughs>
1: Hugging people without a mask. <laughs> I
0: thought you meant actually gritty because we were talking about the Phillies. Uh, no, I think the fucking point that we, I wanted to bring this up about was that, A, the News are still going to lie to everyone about how much money they have right. so that they can change players over the offseason. Right. Um, and then, B, that it's going to be really hard to gauge how much money teams have because of this difference between reporting a quote-unquote loss... Versus "quote unquote" a decrease in expenses. Craig Edwards, who uh, I think we follow on Twitter, his his estimate is that uh, most teams probably lost about sixty million dollars in twenty twenty, which is still like you know you'd rather not lose right. sixty million dollars. And that's
1: like, but, but that's like you know they didn't pay the salaries of any of their stadium workers or right. the, like, electricity bills for, like, the lights at stadiums and all this shit. Like, that's a loss above their, like, reduced cost of expenses. Yes. Right. <clears throat> yes, well, exactly. here's one thing that you can definitely be sure on. The Philadelphia Phillies will be declaring a loss of $2 billion on their tax returns this year.
0: <laughs> right. That's right. for sure. Yeah. That's huge. Ugh.
1: And the IRS is just going to be like, okay, because that's apparently what they do.
0: Right. In addition to, you know, antitrust-exempt status, all these teams are going to get all sorts of fucking tax breaks. Right. Because they're all publicly funded anyway. Right. They're gonna
1: declare losses so high that we're gonna end up paying baseball teams this year. Right, we the right. taxpayers, the people who and actually Curt Schilling pay is taxes. Just gonna
0: get another fucking video game company somehow.
1: Right. <laughs> and Kurt Schilling <laughs> is gonna end up with another video game co- company.
0: And this kind of gets what we're gonna talk about. Kind, sorry, kind of gets into what we're gonna talk about next. But do you think? players are going to take a pay cut. I mean, we've been predicting it. But if I'm a player, I'm going to be like, no, you guys actually got it pretty good. You guys, the teams, actually got off pretty relatively easy compared to everybody else.
1: Uh, I think that we are going to see teams, I think that we're going to see players... Uh, not necessarily taking a pay cut in dollars per year, but we're going to be seeing a lot of... I mean, this is definitely getting into our next point, but we're going to see a lot of players who are going to be signing shorter deals. Like, look for DJ LeMayhew, who's reportedly looking for a six-year deal, to sign a one-year deal, and then try it again next year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's my theory.
0: I want to, before we move on, I want to mention this quote. This is from the TheAthletic.com. Uh, I guess The Athletic, I don't know. Do you add the .com when it's a magazine that's just online? Good question. Uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred has said that pay, playing without fans last season produced approximately $3 billion in combined operating losses for the thirty franchises, but it's not yet clear how those losses will affect specific teams competitively. So that's a a revenue loss of three billion dollars combined. So it, it just I wanted to bring that up that the two billion dollars that the Phillies cited is is fucking absurd.
1: Right. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, no that that's uh, it's it's impossible like with all this when you start dealing with money at this level it's all subterfuge it's like right is that the right word that i'm trying to use nobody knows how much money people have or how much they're making or how much they're losing and like basically you have to be like and it's all like woven into such a complex thing it's impossible to figure out So basically, these guys get to be like, oh, yeah, we lost $2 billion this year. And you can look at that and be like, oh, well, you're only worth $2 billion. And they're like, yeah, we lost nearly
0: everything. And you can't prove that they didn't, really. Right, correct. One thing, we should come back to this, uh, because some interesting folks are talking on the internet about exactly what you were saying about the, basically how these guys are lying about their revenue losses and how that's going to affect minor league baseball going forward, how they're basically using it as leverage to destroy minor league baseball. Right. Um, but let's talk about some signing deals, some free agent signing deals, and we're probably going to be coming back to this a lot as, you know, it is the off season. The Kansas City Royals signed pitcher Mike Miners, to a two-year, $18 million deal earlier today. And it looks like we're not going to have to be kept waiting this offseason for teams to start signing free agents. The Atlanta Braves have already signed Charlie Morton to a one-year, $15 million deal. And the Toronto Blue Jays signed Robbie Ray to a one-year, $8 million deal. And the Mets have signed Trevor May to a two-year deal pending a physical, and I could not find how much they're going to pay him. Uh, Mark Fienzen of MLB.com tweeted that the team's making the biggest push to sign starters from sources for the Mets, Blue Jays, Red Sox, White Sox, Padres, Giants, and Rays. So the question, Sam, for you is what can we expect from free agency this year? And what is the over-under on a player signing a deal, ever signing a deal of six years or more this offseason?
1: <clears throat> well, I kind of already got into that second part of that question, <clears throat> and I think that there's no chance that anyone like maybe JT Real Muto, but I only if like he's willing to take a discount on his pay. Right. Um, because I mean, other than him, who do we have on the free agent market that's any good? It's it's a pretty weak field, right? Uh, Trevor yeah. Bauer maybe, um, right. but. Bauer. He's 31 or 32, right? Like, I don't see him getting a big deal. Right. Um,
0: and Bauer has already made a big deal of signing one-year deals regardless. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, that should have been one of my hot takes, is that his uh, agency signed Yasiel Puig the other week. Ah, oh, sick. Yeah. So Yasiel Puig and Trevor Bauer are represented by the same agency now. Right. Um, Which is fucking weird. They were
1: together in Cincinnati. Um, anyway, go on. I'm sorry. Um, but here's... Okay, so here's my theory about this. Are you ready? Yeah. Um. The Mets... Steve Cohen buying the Mets has really... is really going to be a real wild card in this already crazy offseason. Like, I, I think that people signing um, pitchers now, like immediately, is a direct response to this new guy that nobody really knows what they're going to do or what they want to do or like what their plan is for this year. And so the deal just got finalized. He fired everybody. They only have an interim person in charge right now. And so other teams are trying to make moves now. Before he can come in, because keeping in mind that he is by far the richest owner in Major League Baseball, like he's, this is like another level of wealth that this guy has. <clears throat> this is like, this is like NFL owner money, you know what I mean? Like, um.
0: well, the best case scenario for the players in this case is that Steve Cohen somehow single-handedly drives up their prices and forces the owners of the other franchises, especially the Red Sox and the White Sox, among others, to spend more than they otherwise would have. Right. On, say, Marcus Stroman or someone like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is, I hope he does do that, personally. Totally. Who else is still available on the free market? I had that tab open and then I lost it.
1: Well, Trevor Bauer's the biggest name yeah. on that list, probably. Um, and he's, you know, because he's the reigning free agent.
0: Um, right. We, oh, we've talked about this. DJ LeMay here, George Springer, that's a big one. Right. <coughs> this is interesting. My one... Observation about what you said about players wanting to sign short-term deals from here on out. This comes on the heels of, you know, first of all, Mookie Betts signing with the Dodgers forever. Right. And Trout is locked up by the Angels for a very long time also. Right. And I don't know how long the Phillies got Bryce Harper for, although he's not in the same... Tier of talent as those two guys. 10
1: years, I think.
0: Yeah. Or maybe 12 so years? Yeah, I, I thought it was a while. So that's interesting that we could see a, uh, a sharp turn on that. Oh, also, sorry, I keep coming up with all these hot takes. Hot take, I think uh, Bryce Harper is about to go down that QAnon hole real bad. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. That's
0: fun. Yeah, yeah, he I, he was tweeting out support for a charity uh, that has been linked to QAnon conspiracy theorists in like Montana, I believe. Really? Yeah, he, was, he was trying to get his Twitter followers to donate money. It was, you know, in the name of uh, of anti uh, child sex trafficking, which is a big deal for them. Oh yeah, but yeah, uh, they're
1: like. It, they're like too obsessed with that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, they're. It's like that's. It's creepy how into child sex trafficking you are right now, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, Q. And there's lots of things you can read about actual organizations that track and combat human trafficking of all kinds. Uh-huh. And all these people are like, oh man, things were so much better before QAnon came and fucked yeah. Them. Every, all of our work. Well, you know, it's like it's like the latent,
1: like the latent homosexuals who are like really homophobic. You know what I mean? Right. It like it yeah. has that same sort of vibe.
0: The Lindsey grahams of the world, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, take that lindsey Graham. All right, do you want to talk about football? Yes. Yes,
1: yeah, we go got ahead. about five minutes left, so let's get okay. into this, because this shit is good. Uh, all right. So, and by good, you mean bad. This, and by good, I mean bad. Uh, this segment <laughs> is called COVID v. the NFL. The NFL continues to go forward with its season for some reason, even as it has to make way over all of the has to make way over all the bodies left behind by coronavirus. The Baltimore Ravens versus the Pittsburgh Steelers has been continuously delayed. They're supposed to play tomorrow, um, most recently tonight when the Ravens learned of two more COVID-19 positives before they left for Pittsburgh for the game tomorrow. The NFL told the team these individuals were previously identified as potential positives and there was no concern for further spread. The players were apparently told of the news while on the team (laughs) playing. Jesus Christ. This comes after a weekend in which the Denver Broncos had to play without a real quarterback, and the San Francisco 49ers were banned from playing in the county in which they play. So the question is, what exactly is it going to take to cancel the 2020 NFL season?
0: So it's got to be apocalyptic, right? Right. You know the four horsemen. So we've gotten plague. Yeah. Have we had wolves? So what's left? Like famine and death. I think. So so the famine, I guess, is going to be what it takes.
1: What is uh, that? That's like lost revenue in and the NFL world.
0: Well, that yeah, exactly. I mean, you're absolutely fucking right. I keep, you know, reading about people asking. When do we shut it down? You know, in, in March and April, I think you said this, Sam, that, you know, they were shutting down entire leagues off of one or two positive yeah. coronavirus things, right? The NBA yeah. and baseball. And now it's, it's December and there's like dozens of, you know, regular daily dozens of positive tests and they're like, now we're She's going to keep playing. Right. Then we don't back. The
1: fuck are we doing? Well, we also but said I, this, like, before football season started, is, like, the NFL just assumed that coronavirus would be gone by the time their turn came around. And so yeah. they, like, were not prepared to deal with it. And they're still not.
0: Well, and what percentage of NFL owners get their news from – O-A-N-N and think this is all a hoax anyway and why is everyone worried about
1: it? NFL owners get all of their news directly from President Donald Trump. Yeah. Like they all just go to the same golf club in the morning and like hang around nude in the sauna talking, you know?
0: Right. And then they go... Drinking
1: stem cell smoothies and like jerking each (laughs) other off. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's terrible. So what what I mean are they just going to limp on through the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody,
0: Nobody cares. cares about
1: NFL players. Like, you know, if it's like if the chronic brain damage and yeah. rampant racism and uh, you know, well, then what's the other thing about the NFL? Oh, like... Oh, no, that's brain damage, too.
0: Um, like old players going
1: insane. Right, and, like, beating inside. the shit out of their wives on camera. Yeah. Like, if none of that's going to stop the NFL. Coronavirus isn't going to stop the NFL. And it's not because, like the, like, the NFL will soldier on. It's just because, like, n- nobody gives a shit about football players.
0: Right, right, and as people, as people, but yeah. right? they're, they're figures of entertainment right. for us to consume. Yeah, that's super fucking depressing. They're
1: they're like racehorses, you know. They break their leg, yeah. you take them out back and shoot them. It's just right. Send you them to glue the glue all factory. All three
0: quarterbacks to coronavirus. Right. So you put somebody well, else.
1: the thing that I like is that. The NFL, the league finally is, is like, escalating their punishments, right? Because, like, none of those three quarterbacks tested positive for COVID, but they were just hanging around with somebody. None of them were wearing masks. and Or maybe they've tested positive now. But when the league was like, none of those three guys can play, it's because there's a picture of them. Hanging out with a guy who did test positive for COVID, and none of them were wearing masks. <clears throat> and the league's like, No, you're not playing. And they're like, What? Like, we don't have a quarterback. And they're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys should wear your fucking masks. And then uh, they just find who was it, the Packers or the Saints? I think the Saints. I the Saints, they got to find, like, the, the, league is escalating their punishments for COVID 19 violations and the most recent one is they finally stripped a team of a draft pick which is a seventh round draft pick which basically means nothing like that's you know that's like you draft punters in the seventh round um but it's it's still i don't know it's like nobody cares like Teams aren't making sure that their employees are following safety procedures. And there's, like, clearly a culture of not taking the shit seriously that's instilled in all of the NFL team locker rooms.
0: Right. And the players are not doing themselves any favor because they are coming at it with the culture of you play even if you're hurt.
1: Right. Well, also, you know, they probably have their coaches and owners being like, oh, you're wearing a mask, pussy. Like, you know, and like, that's mm-hmm. definitely the football mentality, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: It's
1: like, oh, you're trying to protect yourself from a deadly virus, you little bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, the Harborough brothers are like screaming that at their players every day.
0: Yep. Yep. Anyway. I'm reading this column from the Washington Post by Jerry Brewer about it and his prediction is that without a bubble the Super Bowl will not be played on February 7th. Sick. I could
1: see that. Well, but the, there's 2 weeks in between like they can they can quarantine those teams for 2 yeah. weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it'll be there will be a Super Bowl, it'll just be played with all seventh round picks. Well
1: no, there's a there's a there's a bye week in between the last game of the playoffs and the Super Bowl.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. So, so they can technically fulfill their quarantine quota.
1: They could quarantine for a week and then practice for a week. I think the C D C just shorten their quarant- like COVID quarantine time from two weeks to like eight days or something like that.
0: Uh-huh. Which doesn't really make any sense, but okay.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: All right, well, you know, fuck the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Fuck the NFL. Yeah. At least we don't have to talk about how terrible the NFC East is, which is pretty funny when you think about it. Oh, yeah,
1: they are terrible.
0: <laughs> you're gonna have the eagles win that division at 5 10 and 1 it's gonna be awesome
1: my favorite thing about the nfl this season is just speculating about what the washington football team's next name is gonna be
0: what do you think i what do you ladies know. think?
1: i just really want it to be something amazing and i know that it's not gonna be you know they're going to be like we're navy the tigers or, or like we're the you know washington you know i don't know navy beans or some shit like that no that would be awesome
0: yeah no they're going to be the washington <clears> cougars yeah school. they should the like yeah
1: the washington subcommittees would be amazing That'd be-
0: Yeah, that would be really good. Yeah. No, you're right. They're going to pick the most boring name they possibly can.
1: Like, I feel like the name that got the most traction on Twitter was the Red Wolves. And it's like, oh, they named themselves the Red Wolves. I will be so disappointed. Like, you (laughs) have an opportunity here, people, to, like, do the right thing. And they're not going to. This is Uh a team that refused to change their name from the Redskins
0: for fucking (laughs) forever. Uh, yeah. We had a whole list of good names for them, but they, they're going to be the Washington Bears and everyone's going to point out that there's already a team called the Bears and they're going to ignore them. Right.
1: They're going to be like, no, th- no, they're not. No, it's not. <laughs>
0: they're even in the same conference. So. Yeah. Bears. <laughs> Go Bears. Go. Yeah.
1: The <laughs> Bears. That's going to be their slogan. That's going to be their slogan. See, actually, I would love that. If their name was just a troll name for the Chicago Bears.
0: (laughs) That guy is the exact same bear, just in a red shirt instead of a blue shirt. Yep. All right, well... This has been a great episode. At least we don't have to talk about the cur- Korean curling sex abuse scandal that was on the list. Yeah, well, mm. next we time. it was nice To get even darker. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Up, um, ostensibly a baseball podcast. You know, happy holidays, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We will be around. I don't know what our schedule is going to look like through Christmas, but we're down to, I believe, 80 days until pictures Report. Fuck, thank God. Yeah, we're getting there. So just make it through the winter solstice, I guess. All right. uh, For Sam, my name is Joel, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Have a pleasant evening and an excellent tomorrow.
1: I love you when she calls my phone. She even got a very long ringtone.